When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Chanel. (laughs) Today is the day before the election, and I am shivering in my pants. (laughs) I'm quaking in my boots. (laughs) Is that the word? (laughs) Is that it? I'm quaking in my boots. (laughs) I thought it was shivering. I'm trembling. So <laughs> I can't stop laughing. It's a coping mechanism, though. For terror. Yeah, my roommate Anusha and I, we made a game on the wall and we're going to play it tomorrow while the election unfolds. It's like a way of us cope. It's a fun game, but it's also really depressing, mm-hmm. you know, and so but it's like a way to cope until wednesday which is going to be even worse yeah i think it's important that everyone has emotional resources in place or something make sure you're comfortable wherever you are make sure you have access to other people by phone if you need it yeah you need a Snacks. you need a plan for okay. Whatever outcome, you need to have a plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So to calm down, we're going to begin this episode with a guided meditation that I have invented or that I'm actually inventing right now. And- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like nervous. <laughs> okay, Tiff, you have to close your eyes. If you're listening, well, you don't have to close your eyes if you're like walking. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. Okay. Okay, you're sitting on the beach with your feet in the hot, hot what? sand. What, Tiffany? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, breathe. Okay, breathe. Try one more time. Go ahead. Breathe. <sighs> you hear that? It's a seagull. <laughs> Can we start over one more time? Actually, for real? Yeah. Okay. Close your eyes, everybody, except if you're driving. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Close your eyes. (laughs) Bury your bare feet (laughs) into the warm sand. Your feet. (laughs) slowly go under the surface of the sand until your ankle (laughs) I don't like this you know why? because there's little crabs under the sand and they bite 
You have to let me do it. <laughs> okay, Tiffany. What? I can't look at you while I'm doing this because you just look so constipated. I know. Close your eyes and look relaxed. Okay, hold on. Well, it's a stressful time. Let's, okay. um, hold on. Breathe. It is perfect sand. It is smooth as silky, high-quality cat litter that has never been touched by a single crab or cat poop or pebble. What are you... (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to make it nice for you. Can I do it instead? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Breathe in through your nose. Exhale through your mouth. Breathe in through your nose. Exhale through your mouth. Um. <laughs> oh my god, I panicked. Okay, uh, no, no, I have one. Okay. We're walking down the street. There are no cars, just flowers blooming along the sidewalk. Then one dog, a small dog, starts wobbling toward you. It is very tiny with two-inch legs, but the dog weighs 20 pounds. <laughs> You're stressing me out because I would I would need to rescue it. <laughs> okay, okay. No okay. owner, no collar. What are you talking one about? Time, one more time. And all of a sudden, boom. You face plant into something really soft. It's a belly. It's a huge. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're going to wrap this up because I wanted to do this podcast with no editing. And I don't even know if we can keep that in. Does everyone feel more relaxed? If you at least got a giggle out, that's good. (laughs) That's relaxing, right? Yeah. So I'm going to start with a question yes i want you to tell me about your favorite halloween costumes as a child Mm -hmm. and why well i remember i went with dad to walgreens we found two inflatable costumes one was an inflatable pumpkin the other was inflatable sumo wrestler and it Mm -hmm. came with this little electric box inside that you clip to your pants and it slowly inflates you from the inside out um you were the pumpkin i remember you had just started <laughs> at a new elementary school and you blew up your little pumpkin and went to wasn't there a costume contest yeah there was keep in mind i had no friends <laughs> i was like a new fourth grader yeah, she was fresh onto the scene. What did you feel like being that huge pumpkin would win over some people? Well, I just remember that technology was like kind of new. Like mm-hmm. the fact that you could have a costume that like inflated mm-hmm. was like really cool. I remember when you guys got home with those. I just thought it was like the coolest thing ever. And you picked the sumo and I picked the pumpkin. Yeah. And I thought obviously going to a costume contest as the only inflated costume would be just iconic. 
I'm sure all of the adults and children felt that way. <laughs> but then that night, you mm. were trick-or-treating. Mm. And all you wanted was a little bit of candy. Mm. And you tried to squeeze through a gate. Did you succeed? I'll tell the story. I went trick-or-treating with, like, five friends. <laughs> Laura, Lynn, I can't remember who else. And there was this big house. Looked like some big candy inside. And so there was, like, a white picket fence. And then, like, a little latched gate you had to walk through. And I was the last to walk through the gate. And I walked. I stepped my foot in. And um, got caught. <laughs> and I was stuck. And then um, I think it was a Lynn who tried to pull me through the gate. And I was, like, devastated. I was such a, um aware child, like, aware of how others were perceiving me. And I was, like, stuck in the gate. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then it popped. <laughs> it popped. And I was so sad. I was so sad. But then... Um, I think we kept it and you wore it the next year. Yes. So if you go to Childhood the Podcast, the Instagram, there's photo visuals for, for that. It's just so sad. It's like it's, I, would I just... wore the deflated version of the pumpkin and basically looked like a scrotum because it's just this big <laughs> orange wrinkly thing. You and, can't even tell it's a pumpkin. And like the joy on my face in the first photo, like when I went to school in that costume, probably not knowing like it was not going to make me cool. And then I go home and like see my old friends from my other school and then it pops. Like that is just devastating. <laughs> I went to school in my inflatable sumo outfit mm-hmm. and this kid was like, oh, sumo. And since it was full of air, he literally punched me and punched <laughs> my body. <laughs> I was like, uh, you literally <laughs> just punched me. Because he thought, I don't know, air doesn't protect you like padding would. But I was, like, deeply offended. Actually, in physical pain. Tiff, can I ask you what items are in your home right now that bring you a sense of comfort? And if you remember any particular items, like, I remember this one dolphin night lamp. Do you remember that one? Yeah. (laughs) that was like oh my yeah I really remember that yeah and then I remember I had this item it was like a little piece of pantyhose Mm -hmm. stuffed with soil with googly eyes on it it was like a ball (laughs) a ball of soil (laughs) made out of pantyhose with googly eyes on it and then grass would grow out of the head Oh, <gasps> you remember? <laughs> yeah, grass grew out of the head. Yeah. Wait, toys used to be so cool. Maybe they are still. I just don't go to the toy section, but they were so like I remember like rocks were a big thing. <gasps> remember when you go to the little general store in like small towns and they have all those polished gleaming rocks of different colors and you put them in a little velvet bag? Yeah, yeah. And you come home with the bag of rocks. Rolls <laughs> by crystals. Yeah, that's true. They do. It's, yeah, everything from childhood just has an adult version of itself. <laughs> <laughs> um, my comforting items at home, 
Mm-hmm. Are actually anything comforting to me at home actually does come from childhood, I guess, because I have my stuffed shark, mm-hmm. Bruce. So he is my source of comfort because since I was little, I've always been afraid of the dark and like um, afraid of being like home alone. And and I always would have Bruce and have these rituals where I would like count to six with him, and then I would be safe from like ghosts in the house. And I've always slept with him in my bed. Um, he's next to me right now. You would count as six together? It's like a ritual I had to get rid of, like, the scary things in the house. Mm-hmm. But it reminded me, too, we had a submission in the emails from Aaron Katz, one of my friends. And he said, my mom passed me a fluffy polar bear that my grandmother had in the hospital before she died, aptly named Fluffles. I really loved its nose for some reason and rubbed its nose and eyes completely off, but my mom sewed them back on. I still get to cuddle with Fluffles when I'm at home and dig him out of the closet, but he really needs a new nose job. He's older than me, turning 30 next year. A nice reminder of the past and a memento to pass on to my children, nose job and all. Wow. Um, I never thought of a stuffed animal being 30 years old. I know they are old. I was thinking like yeah. Bruce is what he was. I got him in 2003. So he's old. He's 17, 17 years old. Wow. Yeah. And he's my source of comfort. Like definitely tomorrow night after the election, I will be in bed cuddling my Brucey with my animals. Mm-hmm. What else is comforting in the house? I think just having pets is like the best. They are just therapeutic and calming. Bow Bow and Boopus, my babies. What about you? What's calming in your house? I always try and have a comfortable environment. Like when I was writing the book, I always lit candles when I was writing. And even now I keep the candle shells, cases, because the different candles smell like different (laughs) chapters. You just call them candle shells? (laughs) Well, it's like the, what is a candle when its wax is gone? Is it still a candle? A candle jar. Yeah, jar. Maybe? <laughs> no, no. I don't cup. know. Cup. I still have my candle cups. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Candle glass. I still have my candle glasses um, because they smell like different phases of the story, which is really strange. <gasps> Whoa. But yeah, they have very strong memories tied to them because I was so emotional when I was writing. And other than that, What's comforting to have? I always have a little chapstick on my desk. I have whiteout because I actually use whiteout a lot when I draw my cartoons. I don't use Photoshop or anything digital. Um, I have a stack of fresh paper. I have uh, a stack of fresh moleskin, moleskine notebooks <laughs> in my desk. I basically set up the inside of my desk to look like a small stationery store. Oh my god! For all of my paper oh. clips. Why <laughs> <laughs> are you making those sounds? I miss stationery stores so much. That's what I'm saying. That's why I recreated my own at home. Um, I have like color organized post-it notes, but I have a surplus of everything, and so whenever I run out. That's been actually very comforting to me, starting my own little stationery store at my desk. <laughs> yeah. 
Remember, like, when we were young, we used the printer a lot and the copy machine. Like, whenever, I think we talked about this before, but when I would have, like, quote-unquote class and would pretend to be a teacher to all my invisible students, I loved making copies of worksheets that I would make and hand out 30 to nobody. (laughs) It's because when you're little, it's so, like cool to see the teacher or the office person like make a bunch of copies it like, is when yeah. when when the uh what's security secretary secretary, <laughs> secretary. <laughs> office manager yeah would roll around staple things give you a packet oh you know what else i like <laughs> when 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 you go to the mechanic and you get your oil change or something and they write you a receipt on the pink piece of paper and then they rip it off. Oh my God. And checkbooks. Whenever I saw mom and dad writing a check, I was like shivering, (laughs) quivering in my my boots. I was like, and the the little sleeve that it comes in, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. talking about? It's almost Mm -hmm. like it's a little wallet. So I was like, oh, the day that I get a checkbook and can sign it and rip it off. Mom made me start writing checks for my guitar teacher. Oh, what? that was the first time. And I was like, yes, I'm an adult going to <laughs> class and writing my checks. <laughs> yeah. So I'd write it. And then you write the little zero, zero, da- uh, zero, zero, dash. slash, a hundred. Dash. dash. Yeah. It was really cool. Oh, fun. And then your signature. We, like, love to role play as children, which is so funny. Like, playing teacher, mom. Yeah. Everyone wants to have agency as a young kid. So it's fun to imagine these roles. Like, I, we talked about this. Dad would make kids coffee, and Mm. I would hold random, a random array of keys in my hand. And I loved (laughs) just, like, throwing on my jacket and grabbing my keys and getting... Into my fake car, which was just like a chair in mom and dad's room, and be like, Tiff, get in. Like, we're late. <laughs> like, holding my coffee. I love like not being able to hold everything at the same time. I feel like adults were always like, God, I have a whole bag of my envelopes and I have to put my coffee on top of my car. Have we talked about kids' coffee? I don't even know, but it was like this coffee our dad would make that was literally like a teaspoon of coffee and then just milk and milk. sugar. So, more. So cool. We were like, oh, we drink coffee. We're like, Dad, can you uh, brew up some coffee? (laughs) Sugar milk? And he's like, yeah, here you go. It was weirdos. It was so good. That's probably why I can't, I have a harder time drinking my coffee black because I got addicted to the good stuff when I was young. Yeah, that cream crack. We had uh, a huge affinity for administrative tasks for whatever reason. I also, when I was young, thought it was so exciting to run errands. Like, Dad would run errands every Sunday morning. Oh. And make me up to go to Costco. It was like... Let me tell you this. Sorry, I interrupted you. Going into Leslie's pool supplies (laughs) was... It was like getting high. Because the closest thing to drugs as a child was walking into Leslie's pool supplies and inhaling that sweet 
chlorine smell. I used to, dad would talk to the pool guy and I would walk out of the store and walk back in so I could mm-hmm. re-ignite Inhale. the wick. Yeah. Just yeah. Get a, get a I'd come back in. It was embarrassing. Yeah. Each time the little door would be like, diddly-dly. Like but that smell, smell if, you guys, if you did not experience Leslie's pool supplies, the next time you see one at the side of the road, just oh. go in, go smell it. <laughs> and and our Leslie's pool supplies was right next to a Petco. So not only would we dive into a Leslie's, we'd then finagle our way into a Petco to then convince dad to let us get more hamsters. Or fish. Or mm. fish. Or turtles. Or turtles. Exactly. Two birds, one stone. Dad would also do his dry cleaning there and would usually get a Coke at the back in the vending machine. Okay, so that was that cluster. It was like Petco, Leslie's Pool Supply, Dry Cleaners plus Coca-Cola. Then we drive over to Costco. No, Costco was first because (laughs) we have to get there early because the parking lot would get too crowded and then it's a hassle. So next to Costco was Lee's Comics. And I would always get Archie's comics every single weekend. Yeah, you loved the comic book store. Yeah. yeah. There was also a Petco yeah. next to Costco. So I would go in there when you went to <laughs> <Yeah>. next. <laughs> All right. So I have one more question. What is one children's book you recommend adults read now that will have a meaningful impact on their life? I have a million answers to that question. I actually just went mute for a little bit because I was so overwhelmed. I had to cut it out. (laughs) Um, But one I've been rereading recently is Coraline, which I loved. Whoa. Remember that one? Yeah, that was out of left field, though. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. I at all. I need to read it. Well, it was just so disturbing. Is a female protagonist. It was like yeah. her parents get kidnapped. Her, the other version of her parents have black buttons sewn onto their eyes. Yeah. But I really appreciate when adults kind of expand a kid's capacity to tolerate things mm-hmm. or they're not. It's like you, you can protect kids from a lot, but also let them in a little bit to like mm-hmm. <laughs> more disturbing elements. Um, Okay, I'm going to make a note to read that. I haven't read that since, like, fifth grade. Mine is Mm -hmm. The Missing Piece Meets the Big O by Shel Silverstein. Oh, I didn't didn't know you loved that one so much. It is so... I'll take a picture of it so I can post it. It's, um, to me, it's so simple and yet says so much that that we need to, like, about love and life that like I think is really important for us to know oh all right we can dive into emails do you have a do you have a story you want to share from our emails yes I received a story from Lene she is mixed like us she has a Vietnamese mother and a white father and she was responding to the prompt when we asked about snacks grandparents would feed us Mm mm-hmm um, and her grandma would take her to a local Vietnamese restaurant, order a giant bowl of pho, badger the waiters for six to seven soup spoons, and the two of them would sit in a little booth, and the grandma would dip a spoon in the broth, mm-hmm. twirl some noodles in it, drop a bite-sized piece of beef, 
into the mini serving of pho, blow on it to cool it down, and then set it down in front of Lene. And then she would do this with every spoon and line them up like a little train of spoons. And so she would eat them one by one like an endless conveyor belt until she was full. And I don't know what kind of genius her grandma was to come up with this creative way of eating, but I love it so much. It's so sweet and personal. Um, so thank you, Lene, for sharing that story. That makes me want pho. I know. I know. That sounds so good. And it reminds me, like, we, our gong gong, our grandpa, he would make this rice soup. And we would sit on tiny stools in the pool house. And he would, where he lived, and he would spoon the rice soup with the with the um what do you call those little ladles in a lot of asian soups and then he would blow on it and feed it to us and it was like so comforting and my favorite food until i was an adult it was the best yeah the best wow when's the last time you were fed that's what i'm saying like that experience was so like therapeutic Maybe we should all get someone to feed us. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I need to go lay in bed and really think about things and stare at the ceiling. Yeah, I'm going to too. And we're also going to keep reading all the stories we received. Um, They're so amazing. I enjoy them so much. So thank you all for listening and sharing. And we will share more next time. Yeah, and also don't apologize for sending stories. People Mm -hmm. always apologize for sending long stories, and we're like, what? That's, like, the best gift. Yeah, and we love when you just, like, when something gets unleashed or remembered, and you just go full ham. Mm -hmm. Let it all out. That's what it's for. Yeah, we we still have a lot of catching up to do um, on the emails, but we, we will read them. Yeah, but the important thing is that you're remembering little portions of your life that you may have yeah. not looked back on, and that's what's important and valuable to us. Yeah. Oh, I can hear Andrew in a meeting. All right, <laughs> I think that is that is my cue to, to sign off. But All right, Tiffy, I'll talk to you soon. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. After listening to today's episode, we want to know what errands you liked to run as a child accompanying your parents where there's certain stores that you liked like a bank or a pet store or a library <laughs> where did you want to be driven and what felt like a little vacation when you were there secondly we want to hear about calming items in your room either now or from when you were young certain items that you remember fondly that comforted you Um, We hope you all stay safe and are thinking of you and look forward to reading your stories. So send them to childhoodthepodcast at gmail.com.